Hello there, fellow peregrinos. Welcome to episode 17 of El Camino de Santiago Pilgrim Podcast, where we talk about planning, preparation, and practicalities for life on the road to Santiago. This podcast is going to have a little bit of a different format because I'm not talking to my guest via the internet. Um, we're not in different continents, uh, on different continents, or in different countries. My podcast guest is right next to me, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you. Bernie, please say your full name because I've got no chance of pronouncing this correctly. How are you, Red? <laughs> great, <laughs> nice, great, great, nice. great. Uh, so, Bernardo, in uh, Portuguese accent, would be Bernardo de Queiroz Camacho. Yeah, which sounds a little bit more exotic than Bernardo de Queiroz Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, any ladies listening are just falling in love with that accent, probably. <laughs> um, so, the short story of the long version is that Bernie and I are good friends. We didn't walk the Camino together. We didn't meet on the Camino, but we found out when we met that we'd both walked the Camino. So I thought this was a great chance with Bernie being in town for us to talk about the Camino. We're going to explore planning, preparation, practicalities, tips, tricks and hacks, that kind of stuff. But also talk about other Camino related themes and issues. And let's start with Bernie. Tell your fellow shieldmates how you first heard about the Camino. Yeah. While we drink this glass of wine. <clears throat> Cheers, mate. Cheers, man. Cheers, Cheers. for everyone. Saúde. 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 So, yeah, tell mm. us how you first heard about the Camino. Well, um, um, the Camino is becoming to, through the media. And uh, of my time that I, that I got my first contact on Camino is with a book with um, a Brazilian writer, Paulo Coelho. Uh, sharing with us the, the, his experience, and uh, I found it fascinating. And uh, just what, what did you like about the book? Because personally, I thought it was a a bit of a challenge to read. Maybe because it delved into like the occult and the esoteric esoteric side of the Camino, which mm -hmm. obviously a lot of people were interested in, and and yeah. me too. But I thought it was a bit out there you very mean. much very much yeah paulo coelho is very very into these things i love paulo coelho i've read all yeah. like I'm, i haven't read all these books but i've read a lot of these books you see the alchemist the, is yeah. you have the he's my uh, it's my bible the alchemist um my bible for life but uh yeah so what did you like about the pilgrimage which is the name of the paulo coelho book um uh, exactly what you said it's very spiritual he hmm. he always brings this to spiritual uh, way of uh, writing and uh, with a nice writing that he has um, that's it it's like uh, if you hear about a castle without a ghost story is not a castle it's gonna be sim a simple piece of bricks yeah, beautiful but uh, not uh, with, a, with a charm with a story behind with a, with a ghost and, the, and the Paulo Coelho did a little bit of that with a fantasy with his spirit he's pretty uh, in nice words, and uh, so that captivated you at the start. Uh, me that and was, a lots of people. Yeah, but that was uh, like five or six years before I did the Camino, and of course uh, I like it with a lot of people, not everyone, but a big majority of people that I cross, 
and the Camino is uh, because of a reason, a personal reason, and a good timing of doing the Camino. Well, myself, was uh, I had a, a little bit disturbing time, like a fuzzy mind. Uh, fuzzy mind. Yeah. Yeah. On October, as I finished my my summer season and uh, um, nearly broke up with a relationship, I didn't know what to do. And two days previously, I started packing up and uh, buying a shoe, my first boots. And uh, I bought a lot of things that I thought it would be uh, primordial for the Camino, which uh, it wasn't. So you read Paolo Coelho's book. Five or six years later, you said it was that you found the right time to do the Camino after uh, a fuzzy head. Um, <laughs> and if you could see Bernie now, you'd see he's also got a fuzzy head now. He's got <laughs> fuzzy long, <laughs> long, long curly hair. <laughs> um, and the next step for you to make that head less fuzzy after the breakup was to walk the Camino. And it was in the winter you walked the Camino, the, the French way from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, correct? Exactly. And your first day would have been up and over the Pyrenees. How was that in the winter? Man, uh, yeah. As you, I wasn't ready at all. Wool socks. Uh, well, I had a rain jacket, uh, a windbreak jacket. Did you do any research for packing or it was just kind of uh, throw no, some stuff just, in a bag and go? just went through. Yeah, I went, yeah, I went like up that. and um, uh, from Valencia, I stopped in Pamplona and I uh, realized that I would need a kind of a jacket, a special jacket for it. I asked in the El Corte Inglés, which was just beside the bus stop, bus station to France. And uh, I asked the guy and he said, oh, no, you have to take this one. And uh, actually saved my life. A windbreak jacket. <laughs> the windbreaker jacket. Yeah, you don't need to warm yourself because you're gonna warm yourself during while, while you're walking. What you need is to cut this, uh, the cold wind uh, in contact to your body. To the breeze, the breeze as well, yeah. yeah. When you walk in, you get the cold wind and, and the windbreaker obviously takes this thing out of that, that coldness, doesn't it? The windshield factor. So you, how long between making the decision to go and actually setting foot on the Camino? Two days. <laughs> Two days because uh, <laughs> That's I, was, uh, I was with her in her, her mother's house. Uh, we were visiting In Spain? Her. In uh, Valencia? Spain, in Alicante, in Alicante. Alicante right. In a chalet. And, um, are we, you know, just, I didn't know what to do. And uh, I went to, yeah, uh, I went to the Catalan and I bought my boots. Uh, Did you get some advice from the from the guy in the shop? No, not this Just time. kind of picked a pair up and said, yeah, yeah these fit, these will do. Mm, mm, yeah, I just knew, I realized I, I need a proper boots to walk in the rain and stuff. Yeah. yeah and uh, not, I couldn't wear any trainings because uh, there would be- uh, No, no trainers, trainers, no no tennis shoes. No tennis shoes, but well, but the wool it, socks- I, I mean, some people wear. say in the in the summertime, you could walk in like chanclas, you know, like flip flops. Uh, I've, sure. I've seen someone walk it barefoot in, in the summertime. Strangely, the guy was called Barefoot Bernard. <laughs> it wasn't you, but um, <laughs> it wasn't you. But lucky me, because I would have liked to. <laughs> you would have. That would have been tough in the winter, though, right? Yeah, so yeah. many kilometers, and that would ruin the back and the knees and the feet, which is the the main thing that we need to look after ourselves 
knees, feet, and back. Yeah. With the weights that we have, it's usually around 10 kilograms. So do you reckon back. you had about 10 kilos even though you I didn't? Started, Brad, with, I started with uh, nearly 18 wow. kilos. Wow. Yes, man. Yes. You took your friend with you in the back? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My ex-mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I did. Uh, I did carry on lots of things which I thought that would be. You shedded some, some stuff along the way. I left a lot of things because you're gonna meet a lot of people which they're gonna need stuff, but then in the end you're gonna need stuff and some people are gonna give to you. All is work like this. Uh, yeah, it's the Camino <laughs> it's economy. The Camino. Yeah, it's the, the Camino. Economy. <laughs> the Camino economy. Yeah. So let's look at the practicalities for someone that maybe could only walk the Camino in winter. Like you only had the time to to walk it in winter. You've given some advice, which was the wind breaker. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a heavy jacket, but maybe you need something just to take the sting out of the wind on your on your skin on your body. And you said boots because obviously it could the conditions can be extreme as well wet wet wet. it was wet for you yeah very wet all the time yeah not all the time um uh, by paranese yeah so in the winter obviously with the winter coming up you need some waterproof footwear absolutely absolutely in galicia you're gonna went to the the water house yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's actually my my friend uh he's from madrid and when i told him that uh me and rachel who's my wife uh we're gonna walk the last 100 of the Camino Portugues in about 10 days time and I said we're going to do it and he said he said in, in his kind of Madrid accent which I probably can't do he said hay mucha agua mucha agua <laughs> so lots of water lots of water hay mucha agua you know doing the hand signals that they make um, so you walked in winter would the the conditions did they make it hard at times or was is it more did it make your spirits just dig in and more determined and make it more satisfying for you mm, definitely definitely that's uh the sentence uh, about no pain or gain there's uh it is indeed right mm. uh, as more as you uh, into parentheses you suffer when you finish the goal you need to do daily you feel the satisfaction you sleep like a baby you yeah. have the best shower of your life even if that's sometimes it's a cold shower <laughs> but uh, you make more it often worth. than not actually in the alb- in the albergues in the oh. albergues yeah um yeah. so you you've recommended obviously for for winter walking having the waterproof footwear the windbreaker as well would you say you need a, a warm jacket Yes. Oh, sorry, because, a warm uh, jumper. A warm jumper. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. One, 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 one warm jumper for sure. Because, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, you will have uh, some, some uh, sometimes that you will stop walking and the temperature in this time of the year is pretty cold. So yeah. you, uh, the temperature Absolutely. will decrease and you will need a, a, this kind of jumper. Yeah. With a windbreaker, you are invincible. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Let's look at the issue of the rain and the waterproofs. Did you take a poncho with you as well? No, no? I didn't get a poncho. I get a, I got. Uh, so the windbreak acts as a waterproof jacket as well. Yeah, briefly saying the my equipment. Yeah, um, I had a backpack with uh, f- uh, fifty liters, fifty eighty liters inside. Um, a pair of boots, 
Of course, a pair of uh, on your flip-flops. feet, right? Not on your back. Yeah, on your yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, bad. Bro. No, 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 terrible. No, bro. no there Dry was a British humor, mate. Yeah, no, sorry. because you'll know me that I'm always wearing a flip flop. That would be. Amayanas. That would be very me. For a Brazilian man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, a pair of flip flop. Yeah, for sure. For for whenever you need to brief your 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 feet. Um, a couple of uh, walking sticks. I w- my first Camino, I did uh, thousand a hundred kilometers, but I, I did. I haven't used those uh, walking sticks that you can buy. Yeah. But my second Camino, I tried and uh, is much more efficient. It's make more comfortable the walk. It's true, and they are not expensive. You don't need to buy a pro one. You need to buy some sticks, and they they mm. can be durable. That to follow you. And interestingly, for people that are traveling from far, I know you didn't travel specifically far, um, but for example, your your paisanos, as they say in Spain, yeah. uh-huh. I'm trying to find the word in English, I haven't found the word in, in Spanish there, but your patriots, your compadres, patria, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your, your fellow countrymen traveling from Brazil, if they wanted to buy the, the walking sticks, they could buy them in the sports shops in in San Jean Pierre de Port, for example, so they wouldn't have to pay to bring them over, you know, on, mm, the, on the plane. So. Very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that would they helps you going up the mountain, helps you coming down the mountain, takes the force out of the knees. So you'd recommend people use walking poles if you will take the the French Camino, which starts originally start from San Jean Pierre de Port. They have their equipments there. They have a lot of shops. Indeed, it's the first time. It's the first place of starting the Camino, but is a it is the business. Um, I would recommend, what I did was lucky, I bought in Pamplona, because before you go to San Jean Pierre de Paul, you need to get the bus from Pamplona. And from Pamplona, you have uh, some big, uh, big industry, El Corte Inglés, or any sports shops that you can have a very decent prices. And- uh, Decathlon is the shop to look out for, isn't yeah, it? For yeah, example. if there's one there, yeah. yeah. If you're passing by a Pamplona, and. And I, I do know there are some sports shops in St. Jean Pierre de Port as well. So the walking poles you'd recommend taking. Walking, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a it's not a main thing like a not wool socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a, a good socks like the to to breathe to make it breathe your your feet. Yeah, and not wool heaven. socks actually are, the, are, the, are highly come highly recommended by a lot of people actually um, because they're good. Those dry feet. Protection ones. against the, the blisters, yeah. yeah. Take the, the moisture out, which... which Compete pads for the feet. I was told there were a big no by a, by a foot care team in an albergue in Burgos. Really? Yeah, because they, they, when you rip them off your feet, they take the skin off completely. You can't, you don't need to. You, you have to let them uh, fall on its own. You never remove. The compete? Uh, yeah. You just leave it there, leave it there, leave it there, leave it there, because it hydrates your skin. And, uh, it does what, sorry? Hydrates. Hydrates. Hydrates yeah. your skin. Oh, okay. Sorry about my Brazilian. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Your your English is far better than my uh, Brazilian Portuguese. Uh, no problem. You're, <laughs> cheers for that. Yeah, yeah cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, so we're, we've got like a bit of a Camino de Santiago thing going on here mm-hmm. because it's like one of those classic Camino nights, you know, yeah. we just underneath the stars on on my roof terrace here drinking some some tinto vino tinto some red wine and and talking all things camino and um yeah from two two peregrinos hermanos or you know two good friends as well so yeah um all right so we covered a bit about your kit list and and the waterproof stuff you didn't carry a poncho i would recommend a poncho personally Mm -hmm. it's still personal preference but um, we got we got absolutely soaked on our last Camino, Rachel and I, my wife and I, and uh, 
We didn't have the ponchos ready to be deployed. We had them at the bottom of our backpacks. It started raining and it was like, ah, it was panic, you know, and next thing you know, having to dig all the things out because I underestimated the rain, you know. But anyway, that poncho was a lifesaver. We looked stupid, you know, we looked a bit stupid. But um, it does the job. The ponchos were very effective for us, but it's a personal preference for everyone. And you get the waterproof cover for the rucksack as well. You had one of those for yours? Yes, I got yeah. mine, uh, my poncho on the, on the Portuguese way. Yeah. And the second one, I, I experienced the poncho, and, and you're right. Because my first Camino was very funny. As I didn't had a clue, and I went on my own with my fuzzy mind. And uh, <laughs> I was just... 48 like, days, uh, 48 yeah. hours of preparation. I, yeah. I, I just threw myself in there. Why and not? Say, Sometimes it's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Eating, listen, uh, you know, so many people, they, they, they talk about the Camino and shall I do it, shall I do it? Very, yeah, that's Too very much common. of that, can, you common. can talk yourself out of it. Just so throw yourself. Sometimes it's like, yeah. Throw that's yourself. what I say to everyone, it's the best thing you'll ever do. Throw yourself. It's just like, you know, sitting here talking about it now, you, you know, all the feelings and emotions and the memories, just, they just, just reliving it all now, you know, so. I think but people usually, they, what they, are, they usually ask me, the major question is, uh, where do you sleep? Um, about the blisters. Yeah. But the main thing is about what you're saying. Is uh, why you took it? Why? Yeah, that's so it's a, all that's combined yeah. to to the situations. And the big detail the the I want to share is the Camino is like a life. Everyone have a different criteria. Everyone have a different conditions to walk and different timings. So, of course, what I'm saying is what my experience was adapted to that. Um, but paying attention, Vaseline is the main thing you must carry on your back. That for sure as well. There's like, like a little item that you need to massage your feet before you start walking. You're going to avoid the friction uh, between your feet and your socks. And creating those blisters definitely that will uh, uh, will prevent you to to have blisters, uh, but don't worry because if you have a blisters, many the blister will will pop out and then it will come back again, and and the third times they are not blisters anymore. They're gonna become columns and your feet just gonna look like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when you actually yes, I'm a, now I look like a freaking pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you haven't, those those blisters can be like a badge of honor sometimes, yeah, can't they? Yeah. Um, but it's great advice because I think all the other pilgrims that I've interviewed before you as well have all sworn by the the Vaseline on the feet before you walk. Some said they did it oh, during the, the, during the well. walk as well. Vaseline on the nipples. On the nipples. <laughs> if you have a little bit of hairy nipples, <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem for you. Well, that was a nightmare for me. All right, okay. Yeah. So hairy nipples as well. Hairy I mean, nipples. That's guys. actually a really good point because when I ran my marathons and triathlons, <laughs> I swore by by the you get the runner's nipple. You know, it, yeah, it can happen. Blood, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's. Agony, it's absolute agony, the runner's nipples. So, great advice. The Vaseline is, we could say that's the one thing you would definitely yeah, take yeah, with true. you in your kit list. It's yeah, that's true. That's true. The Vaseline, I think, and the windbreak jacket. The windbreaker jacket. If you go in this time of the year, yeah, a couple of gloves that could help loads. Well, I'm lots. gonna say this as well. I agree with you on that. Um, the hat and the gloves mm-hmm. and the scarf for walking in winter, it's cold in the mornings, even when the sun is coming up, it's cold. And if the sun does rise to his highest and mightiest around about 11, 12, 
maybe a bit earlier, then you can take that off. And for a few hours, you can walk in just your, your T-shirt. Um, and also wearing the the pants that you can zip off at the knees good, yeah, yeah, and yeah, be short yeah, as well. Yeah. That's a really good well, thing. Yeah, yeah, those as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it gets about 11 o'clock. It looks like you're about to do a striptease on the street, you know, <laughs> in front of the abuelas, the old, you know. The, they the, love it. The, <laughs> the grandmas, you know. On, they clap their hands and everything. That are getting their, their, their bread and groceries from the man that comes in the van, you know, tooting his horn. Oh, bop, 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 bop. Um, great memories, huh? Great memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the zip-off pants are really, really good. Um, so I think we're, we're kind of covering some nice bits about the kit list for winter walking since we're in the winter. And what about the albergues? You walked in winter. I guess yeah. they were a lot less busy. Less, well, yeah. You still lot. encountered some people and yeah. some fellow fellow shellmates. Yeah, people were warning me about uh, about that. Warning because, you? Yeah, because right. uh, since we work in uh, walking uh, in the winter time. I'm passing through Navarra, Logroño to Burgos, until we get to Leon. Very, very few amounts of pilgrims walking and sharing albergues. Very few. Which creates a better um, atmosphere and more cozy, more uh, intense. Because a few people that he had, it was more close to you. Um, Alberga, with the loads of them was close. The ones they don't close, which, which was the one that I was looking for, was the donative ones. Donativo, yeah. Donativo. Yeah, yeah. You just need to, you know, if you want to give some money, you give. If you want to give some food, you give. Is uh, They belong to the time of um, uh, of the Templarios, you know, the history of... The Knights nice uh, Templars. The nice Templars. Templars. Nice, uh, yeah. Nice Templars, nice Templars yeah. 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 Yeah, the, um, this, uh, they were very old, very, very old. So I slept in the, these albergues you don't need to worry about. Any advice for anyone that's going to sleep in the albergues in winter? Oh, yeah. If you go to these kind of albergues, uh, uh, make sure you take some sleeping bag. Absolutely. But just like a thinny one. Yeah, a thin so one. You, a thin a one. you don't want to carry too much weight. Yeah. yeah in the summer, way. you can get away with potentially not taking oh, yeah. a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just putting all your clothes on. Um, mm -hmm. we, we spoke to one pilgrim a couple of weeks ago, episode 11, German girl, mm -hmm. carried less than five kilograms. Ah, um, the summer. Oh, yeah, by the way, when, uh, back to the, to the weight. When I said mm -hmm. about 18, when I started, I walked in my first day 56 kilometers. 56, breaths. What? First day? 50, yeah. First day? First day. First day, mate. That's true. It was from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port. I will pass the Roncesvalles. Dude. It was sort of because of Ronces, I start really early. You walked in the dark as well. Yeah, I, I walked in the dark. I love to walk in the dark. So I, I, don't, I advise for who likes to walk in the dark to a flash torch with a couple of uh, spare batteries. But um, yeah, that day was... So a was flashlight, yeah, a yeah, torch. Flashlight. Yeah. yeah, I think Americans call it flashlight. Yeah. In England, we call it a torch. But in Brazil? Lanterna. Say <laughs> <laughs> so that again. Lanterna. Lanterna. <laughs> 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 it sounds so much more exciting. It's like a torch. Lanterna. Lanterna. You already don't need it because you're so happy with it. It's a lanterna. It's already light here. Um, yeah, no, but uh, I started and did that first day, as I said, with a first mind. My mind was just like a laundromat. So it's like ooh, spinning around. I, was, I just want to be alone. And um, get some headspace. Full, no, yeah, it was was incredible, incredible feeling. I start at six o'clock in the morning and I finish at ten o'clock in the night, non-stop, crossing the Pyrenees and including getting including that 
big ascent and descent of the Pyrenees. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's super huge. Without sticks and 18 kilos on the back. So, yeah, the second day I just I walk only 20 kilometers. I was going to say, yeah, the second yeah. day you were probably... I knowing... stopped in Burgos. No, Burgos, yeah, it was Burgos. Let, let's, let's talk about that that intense, extreme first day mm-hmm. because I've never re- walked that far off the, my first day. I think I did on my last Portuguese Camino. I think we, me and Rachel knocked up around about 30-odd on the first day and the next three or four days we were walking like the robots, stages, no? like robots, yeah, etapas. yeah, the etapas, the stages, yeah, but um, would you recommend that someone walk that far on the first day, or slowly build it up? Uh, I, I didn't receive any recommendation on this one I went through because, yeah, the fact is I learned a lot myself with that situation. I, I wouldn't recommend because I don't think it's a uh, human right <laughs> to do that. I think you are actually ruining uh, knees and uh, getting exhausted. Yeah. And you won't enjoy as much as you you could. But luckily, I in my situations uh, that I had, um, yeah, uh, that was pretty good, <laughs> and I'm glad that I did it. So mm. I recommend or not. I don't. I can share the story. Yeah. yeah, and if you feel free, and if you feel that you are in the condition to do, why not? No. So if you've got the physical capability to do it, then oh, and yeah. you're you're well trained, but ordinarily, um, yeah, it would be tough to walk. I yeah, mean, by the yeah. end of my uh, probably mid Camino, mid French way, uh, I had a fifty-six kilometer day um, in the Meseta because it was flat and oh. because the the sun was behind the clouds. And I thought, right, this is the only chance I'm ever going to ever have to walk this kind of distance in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the physical challenge was actually quite appealing to me. So I can understand that you get some strange kind of satisfaction and buzz out of the pain. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um, it's good, isn't you it? You only it? get that on the Camino, yeah, <laughs> or when you do an extreme event. In, and I've had a similar feelings after doing marathons and triathlons and stuff. But definitely for those that aren't used to doing that, Better to to build up um, to that kind of distance, maybe mid Camino, and let your body adjust little by little. Albergs, you mentioned sleeping bag, very useful. What about a blow up pillow? You know the little pillows that everyone has around their necks on the. Mm, you know what? Yes I or no? It. I took it. Yeah. In, uh, no, no, I took it uh, my first time with uh, yeah. when I had the uh, eighteen kilos in the fearful pack bag. Heck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did head, but it was uh, I left there in the first day. <laughs> there is no usage at all. No, nah. no. Uh, but it weighs nothing, you know the the blow up pillow kind of thing, because you, obviously it's inflatable and mm. you can take the air of it. I'm thinking of taking it on but my I next never Camino. Used. Yeah, don't. I'm going to see if I use it or not. Or not. Me and Rachel are leaving for for Spain in ten days' time or so. Maybe it's a bit less, ten days' time. And yeah, I'm going to take one and see if it comes in handy. The main thing is, uh, what about earplugs? Um, uh, sleeping was it a problem for you, or are you tired? So tired at the end of each day that you just kind of crashed. About plugs, earplugs. Ah, earplugs. Tapones. No, 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 no. I didn't have this problem. The other pilgrims had a problem because with you, with me. I was uh, roncas. You snore. Oh, if I snore. Yeah. After 50 kilometers, what do you think? <laughs> and a nice bottle of wine. Whoosh, sheesh, if I did a snore. Yeah. They, they mentioned there was a, a Tenori. Tenori. There was ah, Tenori, yeah. Tenori. 
Yeah, with the antenna. Brazilian antenna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Italians there in the in the albergue, which is a Puente de la Reina. Ah. So you see, there was a little bit. There's like 400 the people or potentially in that one. Yeah. yeah very beautiful. Yeah. Very, very beautiful. Lovely town. Yeah. Lovely town. And a lot of rich of history and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yes. And that bridge is beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Over the river. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 um, that Camino connects another Camino, as uh, as I heard. Some is a very important town from this. Uh, yeah. From the Camino. Like it's where a, a few of the Caminos converge and, mm. and merge together, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, people start from there, a lot of people. People starting from France as well, Haka, I think. Is, yeah. All yeah. over, man. It, as uh, closer you get Santiago, more people you start seeing. Uh, people getting closer to, to, mm. the, to the main goal. So, Alberg's survival tips for winter, take a sleeping bag for sure, yeah? Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely recommend you guys if you don't snore as much as I do or you don't care, you sleep like a, a log. Just get uh, these ear plugs because yes, yes, yeah. it's not. Yeah. I don't think it will be comfortable. Ear plugs to to sleep. I mask as well because of people with their flashlights and and torches or in Brazilian. Lanterninha. <laughs> That's a horrible man. Lanterna, porra. Lanterna. Is porra a square word in No, yeah, no, porra was a, no? a little bit of. I don't want to offend, the, don't wanna offend yeah. the Brazilian people. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Desculpa, galera. Uh, <laughs> and. Is the wine. <laughs> also, also, I was. Uh, Rachel and I were in an albergue in Juvaish, uh, in the Portuguese Camino, the inland route. We were there in December. It was absolutely freezing. Freezing. Really? And the worst thing about it was <laughs> the guy that was sleeping above me, who I actually got on really well with, was a very nice Spanish guy. <laughs> Until he started sleeping. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't his sleeping. Happened with me. I it was a very nice sleeping. guy for some people. It wasn't his sleeping. Slow. It was quite funny because he, <laughs> he's bragas. He's, he's underwear. He... He washed it in the shower, which is fine. Yeah. But then he hung it on the uh, he hung it on the bed frame above me, and that was dripping onto my bed. Ah, uh, that's that's not bueno. That's not good. <laughs> that's, One, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to sleep with his with his underwear in my face. And hey. Two, uh, I understand that these are you know sometimes problems when it's so intimate and you're sharing yeah. sleeping space with people. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. my, my, my underwear was outside on the on the washing line drying, you know, so I was thinking, why not leave it outside? Okay, it could rain, but mm -hmm. surely it's better than dripping on your fellow Peregrino's face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. if anyone's listening and does that, then... Yeah, please don't. <laughs> no. it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be very appreciated if he it left it outside. It would be a little bit more yeah. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to stare his bragas his, uh, in my face, his, his underwear. But um, I think this is when the, the socks and the, the hat, I had a warm hat mm -hmm. and a scarf came in handy. Uh, I actually wore these sleeping in the albergue. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too, the scarf. So cold yeah. in winter. <laughs> So cold that you can see the fog from your breath. Even in the bed. Even in the bed. Oh, that's not bueno. So cold. Yeah, it so happens. cold. <laughs> so anyone that's going to walk in winter is thinking of walking in winter, take your sleeping bag. I know this sounds quite self-explanatory, but it can't be underestimated, the, the importance of it. So, yeah, and obviously we're talking about the, the earplugs and, mm. 
um, these are common themes, common things that keep coming up in the, in the podcast. So, <laughs> so we've talked about blisters, we've talked about Vaseline as well. We now we talked about one thing that you took took that you definitely used all the way, and you probably wouldn't do without, which was your Vaseline mm-hmm. um, for for blister mandatory. prevention. Yeah. <laughs> mandatory. It's so cheap. Imprescindible. And so Imprescindible. Um, what would you say? Just don't mix with a toothbrush in the time when you brush your teeth in the morning. I did that. <laughs> you brushed yes, your teeth with Vaseline. Yes, I had a, I had a, a small tube of toothpaste, <laughs> and you know, and I, I got I got up in the morning like four o'clock your teeth and with to start walking in the dark, yeah, and I don't want to disturb the other fellas. So yeah, I put Vaseline on my freaking mouth. That was no bueno walking days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, be careful. Yeah, don't don't brush your teeth with Vaseline ever. Use, use toothpaste, carry toothpaste, and don't put toothpaste on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that won't help. Um, so, one thing you took, you said you obviously took a lot of stuff, 18 kilos, something that you definitely, not, that you didn't give to someone else to use, something that you didn't need on the Camino, even in the winter, you definitely wouldn't take, because you're going to do another Camino soon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to do my third, uh, my third one. Soon. Uh, so what, what, what are you not going to take on that Camino? That this one? You, yeah, the next no, one. I no, know, I know already, because after... What aren't after you going to take? What I'm not going to take? Uh, what did you take before that didn't stress. come in useful? <laughs> well, uh Look at from uh, the Camino, the Portuguese, uh, the everything that I start with, I finish with. I think the first Camino was the, the big lesson, is uh, when you have the, the big lesson of minimalist, which nowadays is, um, I think we are getting too involved with, uh, with consuming and buying stuff, stuff that we don't need. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing the Camino de Santiago again, because you always acquire again this value about what you have. And um, and the main things, you don't. Uh, 18 kilos was a lot of clothes that I left behind that I thought that oh, we need. Ah, this one might get dirty. Ah, we need to clean over. So no, you don't need that. You're gonna use like three pieces of shirts, two trousers, and uh, yeah, socks clean on the while you're showering yourself. You can also let them dry with uh, uh, with clips on your back backpack you clip them in a backpack while you're walking at daytime the sun will 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 dry them off great stuff yeah. so pegs or pegs. safety yeah, pins safety pins safety pins as well that come in handy peg your socks and your peg your socks man your my, underwear <laughs> my backpack was t-shirt. like a, a washing line a washing line yeah a washing <laughs> line so i had the shirts a block boxer <laughs> socks so the pegs are really important as well for for uh, sorry, the safety pins are important for pinning the clothes on your backpack as you walk. They can dry where you walk. That's a clever, yeah. You can rinse them in the shower. Rinse them in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing you didn't use, one thing you you thought, oh, I'm going to take that, and then you yeah. didn't use it. And what, it was, was there anything that stands out? Yeah, um, that one thing that uh, I, For example, I took a, I, on my first coming, I took a Spanish phrase book, which was Yeah, I, we take books madness. because we think that we're going to... Books, yeah. No, no, enjoy the Camino. Yeah. Enjoy everything there, there, there. Don't take no books. This is a weight. And these weights after many kilometers... You, you could take books. You could take books if you Diary. are an avid reader. I, I wrote. Yeah, you, a, a, definitely small, yeah. a journal. I took a small journal. Yeah. I always have a small journal with me. So a journal if you like to record your, your travels along the way. Um, but thinking in terms of like carrying books to read... 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can download Kindle on your phone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not actually yeah. carry. A, I don't have this, Not uh, actually carry a Kindle uh-huh. and a phone. Mm-hmm. You can download the Kindle app on your mm-hmm. phone for free, and then you can have all of your Kindle down Kindle downloads on your phone, so you don't have to carry two devices. Which is another question I want to get to. Uh, a listener from the podcast, Audrey Lee in Australia. She said she'd like us to tackle the issue of having to connect to the internet while you're walking. If you work online and you want to do work while you're walking, you've walked the Camino, Mm -hmm. you've seen the cafes, bars, restaurants, the Alberg coverage, Mm -hmm. sorry, the Wi-Fi coverage, our albergues. is it something you rec- is it something that should be able to do you think look for the these kind of device uh, uh, like phones and computers i i seen a lot and uh, the french camino i cross with a lot of south korean people which for some reason in their television they got a movie there and uh, this loads of south korean uh well then i met a few koreans who are my last yeah. camino as well yeah and Very they, nice people. You know, these people, they are lovely, but they, they love devices and, uh, you know, technologies. And uh, like I said in the beginning, everyone will do the Camino as they want to. It's like there's no way to do the Camino. It's your own way. Just do. I mean, just don't cheat. <laughs> don't get bus. <laughs> don't get lift. Try not to. Try not to. Unless I think a, I think unless you have to. Yeah. Uh, because of uh, health. You get reasons. a lot more out of it if you don't. Yeah. But if that is the only way, I, I do believe that any commun any Camino in any way is better than no Camino. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you that you get more out of it by not taking a bus or taking a train. Maybe people haven't got the time, the luxury of time that we had on our Caminos, and and um, yeah, they you know they have to rely on some kind of transport. But hundred percent, you definitely get more out of it. I think by walking the whole way or biking the whole way. Um, yeah, yeah. Horsing the whole way. <laughs> I saw some people. Yeah, on yeah, horseback. yeah. Me too, I saw me some too. people. That's, that's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's very poignant. Yeah. I feel myself uh, as a how would say night uh, temper. Ah, yeah, like night a temp- yeah, like a nice <laughs> templar, los templarios. <laughs> see, see. So, to tackle Audrey Lee's question, you know, we're talking about devices, and I, I mean, I, I would say just the same as taking the bus and the train. If you, that's totally totally understandable if you've got no choice but you will get more out of it by walking the whole way and i i believe personally you get more out of the camino by completely disconnecting from work obligations and taking your body mind spirit back to what it was born to do which is what, how we have evolved through thousands of years, our bodies are programmed to eat, sleep, mm-hmm. seek shelter, <laughs> yeah. and move. And that's why I believe doing work while you're on the Camino will potentially, only potentially, minimize the positive or could affect the positive impact of the Camino mm-hmm. that it will have on you. 
I've done Caminos where I've had to do some work and I didn't get as much out of it um, as I did when I didn't have to do work. I've done Caminos where I've taken work issues with me and I've had to, when I finished walking for the day, I've had to get on my phone and phone people and email people and call people and I honestly didn't get as much out of it as when I didn't have to do that. So my own personal opinion, and this is, you know, the Camino is all, you know, about a personal experience. For some people, you know, that might not be possible. And if you've got a wife and kids and you've got a... Yes, yeah, yeah. And you've got to check in with them and let them know you're okay and you will miss them and you want to talk to them and share your experience yeah, yeah. with them, you know, that's beautiful as well. Yeah, yeah. But I, I personally, my opinion is that you get more out of a Camino by disconnecting as much as possible. It is, of, as much as possible. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. So, Audrey Lee, thanks for your message about that one. And um, we uh, we understand that you probably will have to do some work because she works online. Mm. She says she can't take a month or two months off work, but she still wants to do it. So, mm. I, yeah, you'll find you. I cross with a different. Any Camino is better than no Camino. Yeah, in my opinion. I saw people that are going for a study. Yeah, as I said. Yeah, uh, some I people was, do it for their dissertation, or you know. I was inspired by cultural wise, like 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 spiritual wise, with a with yeah. a power I had it on my mind. But when you are there, you see all of these forests churches hmm. people talking about uh, the, the the history you get involved in wanting or not you get involved to the history and it's belong to you the your main thing to ask people and get involved man this is a history is a golden thing so you have the cultural way you have the spiritual way you have the physical way which has saw people running the camino i saw the, a whole, the camino, camino as well yeah like like record stuff like you're going in 20 days you did the whole Camino uh, running uh, but the, the, the way of uh, taking the device for example for studying you have um, you have gears to to understand the structure of the church or go back to the history and you will enjoy a lot you can enjoy a lot what do you mean by gears? gears like uh, applications applications oh, or, right. or phones or, or, or computer or, I mean whatever you have on yeah. hand but you stop um so in that way it can actually enhance your Camino because you could be looking up the history of stuff as you go there and you understanding go. And actually was that's a, a really good point I never thought of that it was yeah. a French it was a French yeah. guy it was a French that's guy. really really good point he explained yeah. me a lot of things yeah. and um, because he was uh, too involved with uh, with the history passionate mm. and I, I really liked as well yeah. um, this kind of uh, metaphorically comparison it's like a castle without the comparison ghosts. yeah yeah, yeah. A castle without a ghost is only a beautiful brick, a beautiful house. But when you have a ghost, you create a charming story and you will enjoy. You know, the Camino de Santiago as well. If you get involved with the content, you will enjoy the way. You're going to look for something. You're going to yeah. go for something. A part of if doing you buy into it. Walk. If you buy into it, yeah. Mm. And you said um, you walked at night time. Yeah. Is it just yeah. one night or No, often? no, many, many, many nights. Yeah? Oh, yeah, many nights. All this uh, working for half past four in the morning. I have uh, friends uh, from Camino, uh, the both both of them. And if they... Hi, guys, if you're hearing me, <laughs> you can tell that, yeah, uh, I walked uh, the night at the time. 
Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's a beautiful because uh, it's a you dark. But four thirty in the morning in winter is very different to four thirty in the morning in summer. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I've mean, been up at four in the morning in summer, and yeah. but I it don't was know. Cold, uh, yes. but I can't imagine what it's like. In winter, I think it's uh, the the adrenaline, the, the the prep, the yeah, the thing, the situations. Just yeah. you don't you don't get as cold as you would if you would be in your day by day life. In the same situation. Yes, because you've got you the there. adventure there. keeping you warm. <laughs> yeah, you are there, man. <laughs> you, you don't net tiredness only strikes you Where when you I go, go to bed. Where do I go? I have to walk. Where yeah. do I have to walk? Well, yeah. which place I need to? The next bottle of water. The adrenaline of the of the. You keep your mind exercise. busy all the time. Um, it's incredible. Um, yeah. It's all all of those feelings are just coming up again you know what you're oh, saying man, it's completely awesome right. to yeah. share it no, no, it i'm is, remembering it is. the is, facts yeah. that i don't remember now yeah talking with you now well i think it's the wine thing <laughs> <laughs> we only had Cheers two of it. we only had two glasses like two glasses is not a lot huh? um so let's mm. i want to go through some stuff where we're going to get some quick answers so for sake so the listeners have got some takeaways mm-hmm. is there something you bought on the way that you wish you'd packed before leaving? Yeah, Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> so I, you I bought... found out later on. Okay, so we got back to the Vaseline. What yeah. about your favourite town, city or village? Uh, down, down. These are, I, I, can't, I can't answer. Because it's... Yeah, yeah, there's so many beautiful... Pick it's... one that stands out. If I was to say, oh. what's your favourite of all the places on the Camino? For me, strangely, I could say... Logroño. I had such a lovely yeah, time in yeah. Logroño. Nothing special there, but it was just a feeling that I had in the city. Mm-hmm. I loved the place. It was the first place that I felt like I connected with with the Spanish culture and the yeah, La Rioja's culture. The La Rioja, the 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 not but the, the siesta, and I, I felt as the first time I felt part of the culture, part of Spain. I bought into it. Santiago de Compostela is amazing. I love yeah. Santiago. It's not an anticlimax at all. Is there a place for you? No, I'm sorry. No, this, uh, no, I think is, I would separate the Camino in three stages. The first is getting ready. Is the is the physical one because you is the oh boy. I'm talking about the French Camino. There's many others, but the French Camino you start on the Pyrenees, which is a physical condition you're gonna get to. So I would say that's a physical. Then you start from Palencia, uh, well the La Meseta Española, which is all the Meseta, flat. Yeah. Yes. That's more the in plains, your mind, yeah. because it's a lot of kilometers on flat, 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 and you think a lot. I think that I would say, I would say about uh, your mind. And I love the Galicia. Is a well, that's, would you say that's your favorite, the, 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 the La Maceta? Uh, it's or just, just you like them for different reasons? Yeah, it's I like experience. saying, what's your favorite Beatles song? You can't answer it. I it's can't, impossible. I can't. It's impossible can't. to answer Yeah, muy bien, muy bien. Yeah, you're getting a good comparison, yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible. What's your favorite Chico Buarque song? He <laughs> <laughs> was a famous Brazilian singer. Yeah, <laughs> nice and good. I saw him on the beach in Ipanema once. <laughs> in, his, in his string. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a string. Um, Braga, no? Braga. <laughs> La Braguita. And my, my friend and went out to him and took a picture with Chico Buarque. Eh? Then I went and bought one of his CDs. Anyway, um, off-topic story there. Um, so you couldn't pick your favourite town, but you say it's in three stages. Yeah. Obviously, the Galicia physical. Is Galicia, Galicia is you spiritual. Ready, you know that you are getting into your main goal, which is the cathedral. You, know? you get them 
there to see and touch Santiago's body, which you can do there in the... You climb the, the steps to the shrine and you, you, you the tradition is you give him a hug. And that the, yeah, by inside the church, you have, uh, in a, in a, you, you can be behind a statue with mm -hmm. him and he has a coffin right underneath. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's emotion. But the Galicia is very spiritual because of I that. I want to come back to the end, mm -hmm. at the end, because I've got a big question to ask you before we finish. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I want to save the best to last. A favorite Alberg. I swear, I can't hear as well. No. Did you stay in Granion? Granion? Where, which, which city was that? Granion was my favorite Alberg because there was a big pilgrim dinner, like a medieval banquet, uh -huh. 40, 50 people in the room from all over the world. And it's a small church yeah. in a small village where the locals are lovely. It is the embodiment of the Camino. Um, anywhere like that you can remember, like a big banquet night, a, a, somewhere where you met someone that was inspiring, said something. Yeah, as well. I need to go back and uh, see name of towns because uh, I never been into this, uh, uh, going the name of the town. But Ponferrada was really nice. Ponferrada. The Alberghi in Ponferrada. Yeah. It's quite big there, isn't it? Quite big. Like. It's a lot. Yeah. It's more pilgrim. So mm. after many kilometers, you can share a lot of stories uh, in Ponferrada yeah. already. So it's nearby a uh, few kilometers uh, yeah. to, to Santiago. And uh, I like as well some, some of these albergues, which is in the middle of villages, in the middle of nowhere, like uh, 20 houses, 30 houses, agglomerated. And uh, you have... And they're so welcoming to the pilgrims. Huh? Yeah. They're so welcoming to the pilgrims. And so welcoming because yeah. there's not many. <laughs> so they are like, a, wow, this it's, a, it's a novelty. It's they a are novelty. willing to talk yeah. with you. Like, for example, I stayed in a place called um, Athofra. Athofra, And I think, I think it was like 500 people that lived in this village. And there's, shall we say, quote, unquote, grocery store. But it's actually just uh, a pensioner selling some, some stuff that they bought from a supermarket in their kitchen, you know. And I love that. And, they would, and the the abuelita, she brings you into the, you know the grandma. She brings you into the kitchen, but she's got like little yeah. tins of tuna Very on display, bread. little tins of olives and stuff like that. In fact, this happens. A it's lot. amazing. It's I love that. It's like five hundred years ago. It's. It's so magical, like places like that. Beautiful connection. So you like the the, the, the Albergs and the small villages. Um, you are, if you were to walk the Camino Frances again, or the Camino Portugues, mm -hmm. which place are you going to stop in that you didn't stop? Did you go, go to ah, a town yeah, where you think, yeah. oh man, no, no. I wish I'd have stopped there. I wish yes, I'd have spent the night. Uh, I'll go back to the Portuguese. Yeah. And I would stop uh, maybe one or two more nights in Coimbra. I found out <laughs> that the main albergue, the donative one, where it's like two euros to get. I, uh, I had the advantage of speaking Portuguese. So I met the guy which was looking after this massive place. The guy was so simple, so simple. But uh, I couldn't imagine his knowledge about the history 
I just started chatting with him of the, the town. Time. No, about yeah, about the history in uh, in itself, the Camino, the Coimbra, the castle, and our, my bed was not less than fifteen meters from uh, from Isabel. Uh, uh, was sanctified. Saint Isabel, the name. I need to go back to my diary and uh, read the, the story. But I found it fascinating because people start, uh, they, they sleep every day, every day, every day. And they don't realize, they just sleep, go. We do that. All of us, we do that. But sometimes we have so many uh, treasures surrounding us. And that was the case of Coimbra. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I, got, uh, I, got a, I got a road. Beautiful Englishman, so many treasures. <laughs> I tell you, man, the wine. And you're and you're Brazilian, <laughs> speaking English like that. It's impressive, but uh, it's impressive. Tantos tesouros. Tantos tesouros. And in Portuguese, it's Portuguese tesouros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tesouros. In Spanish, it's tesouros. Okay, so Coimbra, as Bernie says, uh -huh. so many treasures. Go visit that if you're going to walk the Portuguese Camino. Make sure you stay there. Going to rattle through these now. For the listeners that are going to go to the Camino Frances or any other Camino in Spain, tell them a dish they need to try, food-wise. Ah, Astorga. Oh, if you, well, if you go to French, uh, the French Camino, uh, by getting also nearly 400 kilometers, I don't remember, but you can uh, uh, make a research on the internet. It's called Astorga. A-S-T-O-R-G-A. And uh, the village is nothing like it's special. It's a town. Yeah. It's a town. It's a city, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a big town. It's a big town. Okay. But... Um, this village, before, well, this town before, it was uh, very famous by the minorities and uh, the people, the civilization over there, by the yeah. mountain people. And the dishes, the way they eat, has been so hard labor job and uh, so cold conditions. Yeah. Those guys were eating, uh, getting the strong dish at first and they were finishing with soup. So you first start with a big, massive pork on your plate, a hairy pork. <laughs> no, not hairy pork, a hairy pork. <laughs> Seriously, man, I got the, you know, all the, the pieces of meat, like with, you can see the skin, the hair, so like medieval. <laughs> and then the second plate is a massive vegetable cocido, no? Puchero. Yeah. And the third one was uh, fideos, which is... Uh, fideos, yeah. Uh, Thinny pasta, very thinny. It's like the soup and the very soup. thin pasta you get inside the soup, like like the caldo gallego, yeah, or similar to that. Yeah. And you, you know me, I'm uh, I'm big and I eat quite a lot, quite a lot, and I couldn't manage to finish that. <laughs> it was amazing. I was really amazed. Um, but there's nothing special like this. Uh, boy, it's a unique dish. It's yeah. just a like, unique uh, environment. Okay. Yeah. Um, so try all of those things. The yeah. there was the the, the hairy pork. pork. <laughs> Doesn't sound very appetising, huh? Aracatara. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to look up for the name of the hairy pork, the official name of it. Yeah. But <coughs> excuse me. So Bernie, I said I'd say the best till last, and the big question is, <coughs> big two questions. Did you find some closure? Some way to understand your relationship breakup by the end of the Camino 
no, no. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, the, the fact is that I was looking for reasons, but that was in uh, the Portuguese already. Afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that came My later ex on. probably listening now. Hi, hi, honey bunny. <laughs> hi, ex honey bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 first Camino, the Porto, the 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 French one. I was uh, I I wasn't about to break up. Uh, for real, we didn't break up after I did the Camino. Um, so you went to kind of find some answers yeah, as to no, what you should do. I just give a massive value what, what I had. That's what I, I mean about the Camino. You give values, and uh, I values. had a big values. Yeah, values. The yeah. that relationship that I, that I had. You had a privilege to meet her. To meet yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I understood that that I could work it out to come back, and uh, that was very cool. And, so you, uh, did, you did have some revelation, some insight, some answers. You found some answers that yeah, you were going to go back and try and make it work. Yeah, you think and you reconciliate yourself with your own self. Mm. Listen, but that depends on you to open yourself. Yeah. I cried like a baby on my own. I was one of the best cries of my life. Where? In the, there was, a, it was right in the beginning, right in the beginning of the French one. Uh, and uh, I, uh, that, that when I start crying because of my, my family, my parents, why mm. they never call me. Hopefully, some of my family is here in you here as well. Hi, family. Sorry, but I, yeah, I did cry for you. And there you go. The, um, on the Portuguese, I cried because of my uh, of uh, breaking up. And um, but it wasn't a sad cry. Uh, it was just a releasing cry and uh, freeing myself. It's just you. You think and uh, you, you. I conclude. No, uh, it, was a you have time. it was a cry of liberation in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. interesting because you get yeah, as you said. Brad, you, you reach some limits sometimes, and that opens some, some kind of thoughts that you don't do when you have a routine or you yeah. have a thing planned, well planned. But when you're there free, when you eat, when you actually are hungry, or, or you stop because you're actually you're tired, you don't do that because of timing. Uh, I think you, you have a good thought, you clear minds. Yeah. <clears throat> some of the, the nobles in the back time, this was a, uh, observation from the guy on the Coimbra, he said that uh, they were sun. They, this this girl, this woman, it was uh, she was a noble. She was sanctified. She was a queen. She she reunites uh, kingdoms, and she was sanctified because she started walking from from one point to another, which I need to read back my diary, uh, as a as a as a how do you call plebeu and all that people farmer a farmer. She was she was walking just as a a, norm, a normal citizen, and she was a queen, <laughs> and uh, she was helping a lot of people. And these people didn't knew who she was. She didn't carry on with her guns, <laughs> swords, arrows, arches, uh, horses. No, she was just like us, a pilgrim, and um, she was sanctified. That's why she came back to Queen, but the guy was explaining the history. And uh, that's why I'm giving this detail. If you have a chance to go there in Portugal. Coimbra. Yeah. 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 Every, everywhere you have a massive and incredible detail. Mm. Well, my experience, uh, Coimbra, I had a very nice explanation. Yeah, and, and meet like similar, like I said about Logroño, there was no nothing special there, but it was just the feeling that I had that made me remember that place. They say you always remember how someone makes you feel. And what make you feel there in Logroño? What was it, spiritual Logroño. or... Logroño! Or... 
I think it was kind of a, it was a little bit like getting that. out of the mountain when you have the fountain from the the wine. Uh, you know, the... I didn't drink from the wine fountain. No. I was very very ill that day, so oh. I, I didn't think. Well, in um, in, Ira in Irache, Irache, I think the place is called in, in yeah, Navarra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Irache. Yeah. yeah, I didn't drink from the wine. I was very ill that day, so oh. I stayed in a place called uh, Via Mayor de Monjardin, and uh, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was ill, so I didn't drink from it. But Logroño, it was. Um, I think it was the first time I, I felt like I'd... It's such a good question you asked me. And possibly the reason why why I ended up moving to Spain. Because I felt such an affinity with the Spanish and the culture. And the, I saw how different it was to my own country. Which I'm not saying is any better or worse. But different and how I liked it more than my own country. In England, at five o'clock, everything closes. You know, the, the, the shutters on the shops come down. Everyone goes home, gets ready to go to bed. In Spain, it comes alive. Mm -hmm. And I love the way it came alive. Everyone's had a little siesta. Or they have some <laughs> food with their family. Or, or if they're working, they've been on their extended lunch break. But at siesta time, the, the, you see the best of the Spanish, which is them... Siesta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, after the siesta, they're, they're, they're energised. They come out, they talk. Um, the animated hand gestures, facial expressions, the the town, the city comes alive, and yeah. and I just felt really at home with that. What time of the there was, was a girl, this was summer. It summer. was hot, the hot, hot, you know, the height of summer, July. It was July when I first walked here, and the there was a girl playing violin, like you know, her fingers were, were dancing up and down the the neck mm -hmm. of the violin. It was just such a beautiful sound and just everything combined. It made me cry there as well, you know, like just this this girl playing the violin. Strange, True. but you, you can't explain these things sometimes. And it was just a feeling that I had there. Whether it was Logroño or it was the culmination of nine or ten days of walking and the good feelings that all those endorphins, the vitamin D, the serotonin, which is the neurotransmitter that... You know your brain creates. What's the name of this? Lesson? Serotonin. It's a neurotransmitter that your your brain creates when you do things like extended bouts of exercise. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, that, I didn't know there exists a proper name for that. Yeah, there is a name. Yeah, yeah. How they again? Serotonin. Oh, yeah. I'm it's, ask it's, you more it's, times. It's, it's what your brain creates, and and some scientists say it's created in the stomach. Others say in the, in the brain. Anyway, your body creates it, and it's it's a feel good neurotransmitter and as opposed to let's go back to the issue of devices devices create dopamine which is a pleasure hormone and the more more of this pleasure hormone we get the more we want of it but it doesn't if you get too much of it or too often it actually does the opposite effect it doesn't create create pleasure it, it creates the complete opposite so turn off your devices if you can you'll get more serotonin less dopamine more contentment and less unhappiness or uns you know dissatisfaction i think um and there's studies to prove this absolutely let's let's finish the interview it's one o'clock in the morning here in tenerife at 121 
Um, I've got my friend Bernie over. He's going back to Spain tomorrow or in two days' time. We've or, caught, or whenever. Or whenever, because <laughs> he, he has a, a habit of missing his planes uh, because he's so relaxed. <laughs> uh, he's sat here. It's minus one up on my terrace, and he's wearing, he's sitting here in his shorts, and he's Havaianas, like with all Brazilian... With socks. <laughs> like, all like, Brazilian like all Brazilian people wear. Um, so, saúde. Saúde. Um, did you cry when you arrived in Santiago and walked into the cathedral? When I arrived? That, yeah, did you cry? Yes. Come on, yes. tell the truth. Look, yes. Yeah, me uh, too. I, I took time. I took time because I, I didn't know what the, what the heck was going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, <laughs> you, work, you work for so many days for, to get somewhere. How many days did it take you to get there? Yeah, it was three weeks and uh, four days. <laughs> Same as me. Is it? Yeah, 25 days. 25 oh, days. Oh, real? From Saint-Jean to... Yep. My God. 25. Man. Yeah. Oh, I know you for that again. Cheers again. <laughs> Salud. <laughs> Ciao. Salud. Create a music with that. <laughs> 25 days. Like Luis Prima way or saying. Like uh, Craig David, seven days. What? Oh, there. Went for a walk on Monday. Went for a walk on Tuesday. I went for a walk on Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday, I said that I was walking. Um, that's the Pilgrim's version. Um, but anyway, so you cried in. You cried at the. I um, did, yeah, no, I did, but I took time to realize uh, I was like doped and uh, no drugs at all. Just <laughs> no, high on no, the Camino, yeah. high, really yeah. high. It's incredible. Exactly what you were talking about. These endorphins, serotonin, or what the name? Serotonin. Yes, I forgot already the, the name. Endorphins, the it's vitamin true. D that the sun creates. The there's so many scientific ways. Yeah. For those guys that are finishing the season in, in Ibiza, go for the Camino Santiago because uh, you don't need drugs. The, the best drugs is on your body. It's a natural high. Yeah. Yes. Natural was, uh, and Bernie like, says that because he works the summer seasons in Ibiza. Yeah. So just so you understand where the, the, that's got a bit of context as well. <laughs> yeah, um, so just to finish, Bernie, I want to say in your own language, muito obrigado. Peregrino, no? Obrigado, peregrino. Pe peregrino. Peregrino? Peregrino. Peregrino. It's strange because you put niños in everything in, in Portuguese. No, not this one. We not this one. We didn't want to be fancy yeah, this yeah. time. Yeah. You didn't put the onions. It's like the onions. <laughs> onions. Anyway, so, muito obrigado, peregrino. Um, sing us a song in, in uh, a cappella. A cappella, the Camino. Because, you know, Guys. Brazil's so famous for music, so many famous musicians. Yeah, but I'm a terrible singer. Uh, actually, Brad is a very good singer. Very good singer. Very good. But uh, on the Camino, the first Camino, I start making up some lyrics. Uh, as you will see, you always going to follow uh, Yellow Arrow. Arrow. And uh, yeah, and uh, as I said, you don't need no drugs, the best drugs on your own body. The Camino yeah, is create. the best truck. Uh, Camino I'm University. I'm gonna go. start, yeah, yeah go. make, go. make the, this. I do yeah, this. Right. Yeah. I woke up big in the morning, I put Vaseline on my feet. <laughs> oh, no, no. Got in out of albergue, the sunshine out of for me. I follow yellow arrow. Oh yeah. Follow yellow arrow. Old night sleep. <laughs> 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 Mio brother, that's Buen it, guys. Camino, tío. Bueno. Buen camino.
Ultreya, it's the same. Ultreya, Ultreya. Move forward with courage. This has been a different kind of interview, um, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, but, you I know, we tried to do this via Skype and he was only 20 minutes away from me, but we could even get the, the connection working. And we've done this under the stars on my roof terrace at 1.20am on a couple of glasses of wine. Amazing. And it's been a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Buen camino. Bye, guys. Buen camino. Peregrinos. Adventurer said he's a